Hey there. Uh, we are in first, nope, darn it, the whole entire first <laughs> Timothy book. I was like, we're in, and I couldn't figure it out. And now that we're in second Timothy, I'm like, we're in first Timothy. We're not in first Timothy anymore. We are in we're, second Timothy. <laughs> and grateful there's not a third right now, because that would have been too much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. Um, well, Terry, you know where we are, so why don't you start us out? <laughs> no, I will. In the right direction. Okay, I'll read verses 8 through 12. So, do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord, or ashamed of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I'm suffering as I am, yet I am not ashamed because I know who I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. This From is the me. beginning of time. Mm -hmm. I love that. This, this is not, if you only read this passage, like a rousing call to be a follower of Christ. <laughs> Let's just, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. does not sound terribly appealing. Um, but you know, cause he's like, Hey, don't be ashamed. I'm in prison. It's <laughs> fine. It's okay. The grace of God, uh, you know, so you can suffer head. with me. Right. Yeah. Be yeah. proud to suffer. Yeah. He's never like that. <laughs> Misery yeah. loves company, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so make sure this is a prime example of why you should read everything around it so that you have context. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. for sure. Because right. if you're only listening to this part, it's like, ooh, I'm out. This is not, yeah. <laughs> ooh, not drawing me in. No. no. Honestly, there was something when I was growing up, it was always enter into the suffering of Christ. And my response was like, eh. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I have to. Uh, uh, that's a yeah. pass for me, thank yeah. Do we get paid for this? Or I don't know. <laughs> right. Like there's a bunch of rules and I have to suffer. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Why is this the plan? Why is this the good plan? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. I bet, you know, we're joking about this now and we have the whole context. We're not living it. Right. So that's reality for a lot of people. And there is, um, we mentioned yesterday that this was going on under Nero and Nero was a bad guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was, oh, yeah. he was not a good guy. Cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. So this is real context. Like there, I'm quite sure were real people in life going, you're in prison. You're saying you're suffering. You're inviting people to come suffer with you. What is the appeal here, folks? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. 
you know, we yeah. joke about it, but I'm sure there were real conversations oh, like that yeah. happening. Well, I think that's right. why he says we can't be ashamed of the gospel because I'm sure he's being ridiculed by plenty of people. So none of us like that. Nobody likes to be ridiculed or put down littled or, um, you know, people probably said, well, what's wrong with him? <laughs> right. And he's a repeat offender. This is not his first he is a re- right. <laughs> He's like a repeat, repeat, repeat. He's seen many yeah. prisons, been stoned, yeah. shipwrecked. Yeah. He's had so much yeah, that's mm-hmm. like, happen to him. You think Nero's crazy? Come on. What about you, right. Paul? <laughs> yeah. right. You yeah. can go yeah. there for Keep going back Why to the do... same for more. Yeah. yeah. Why do you keep on with this? Yeah. But because of Jesus, because of the gospel. Of Jesus, yeah. He's suffering he loneliness and betrayal and mm-hmm. all sorts of things, but it's because of the gospel and he's willing yeah. because he knows that that is the most important thing in life and after life. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, okay. yeah, come on. He's telling him, telling Timmy, come on and join me in this. Not that he wants him to suffer so badly, but yeah. give the gospel so boldly. Mm-hmm that they'll be coming for you next. Yeah. So, so I worked with a guy named Frank who was a Christian and I was not a Christian at the time. And I just remember when he would respond to people in the way a Christian would, it's like, he, he's crazy. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and what I, but, but his countenance, there was something about him that was peaceful and where all this other stuff was going on, he was able to maintain this peace as he walked through it, which is freedom to me. And I look at Paul and I'm like, yeah, in the midst of all of this condemning, in the midst of all of this and people looking at him and, and making judgments about him, like what we do all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Chris, Christians look cray-cray too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, um, but in the midst of that, what we're holding on to is peace. We're holding on to Jesus Christ himself. We're holding on to that freedom, and we're holding on to life. And I think just maintaining that countenance as we go through difficult times where it appears like we're in prison by the world's standards, but we're not. He wasn't in prison by God's standards. God had him right where he needed to have him, right? Same thing with Jesus. Jesus, his life wasn't taken. He gave his life. Paul's life was taken. Make no yes, mistake. It was. Like, yeah. Paul's was. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, he, but he did it because he knew that it was for Jesus. Yeah. Um, and this goes back to our verse that we ended with yesterday, um, verse 7. For the spirit God gives us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Mm-hmm. So even reading further, like today's, gives so much more context to verse seven yesterday. Again, mm-hmm. read the whole thing, folks. Um, <laughs> you know, because yeah. he he knows like he's gonna be he's gonna be out there and he's gonna have to be speaking up. Like Terry said, speak up enough that they're coming after you next. Yeah. Right. Which that's yeah. not an appealing call. <laughs> and it's not only not only prison, but when you think about Paul being in that prison as Rosemary said, pointed out yesterday, by himself, maybe mm-hmm. Luke was there, maybe not, not all the time. He wasn't mm-hmm. in prison, but um, everyone deserted Paul. Yeah. You know, it, uh, and then who's 
stirring up all this trouble against Paul is the Jews, the ones that he loves. Yes, he loves the Gentiles. He was appointed, you know, as a um, a minister to the Gentiles too. But he, uh, I think we talked about it last time, is that he loved the Jews so much that he wanted them to be saved so badly that he would have given up his own eternal salvation if they would just get saved. And they're, they're stirring up trouble everywhere he goes. It's the Jews that are stirring up trouble, getting him um, thrown in prison or stoned out and left for dead outside the city. He's really has suffered a lot before he even ended up where he is. And that all because he was appointed a herald, an apostle, and a teacher of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Think how demoralizing betrayal is. You know, the, the, your coworkers, the people that have been the closest to you, that have worked with you, and then they fall away. They just abandon you. Emotionally, that must have been a pretty tough thing to endure. Um, but he doesn't let it come between what he knows his purpose is. And he doesn't let it come between his relationship with Jesus because that's the primary relationship in his life is the relationship that he has with Jesus. Um, So I think that's really good for us to keep that in mind that that's the relationship that needs to be nourished and tended more than any other Um, If we want to have the power and love and self-discipline that it's going to take to fulfill the purpose that God has for us, for each one of us. Yeah, and as he's talking about not being ashamed of the testimony, this is verse 8 of our Lord, or of me as prisoner, rather join me in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Oh, I could have gone to nine. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Mm. So that's God's purpose, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. And this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So it's by God's grace that he is able to withstand this. And it's not God's grace as a result of Paul's work. It's given freely by God to accomplish God's purpose through Paul. And Paul's cooperating with that. And we have that opportunity to do that too. Things can be hard for us, but by God's, the grace of God, we're able to withstand. We're able to stand, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand. We're given so many things. But by his grace, um, Paul is able to still minister in this situation. It, worldly, in this kingdom, everything looks like it's gone. But in God's kingdom, in his perspective, things are just beginning. These letters are going out. Paul doesn't know where they're going to end up. And yet he trusts God, God who's never forsaken him, never left him. And Paul continues to move on with that and trusting him. Well, yeah. He very clearly says, he says, there, um, there is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed and I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Yeah. He's like, I know where my roots are. Yeah. I He is so firmly entrenched mm-hmm. in his calling yeah. to minister 
to people for Jesus, that he's like, I'm not ashamed. And I know who I believe. Mm -hmm. And I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's okay that I'm suffering. And it's okay that I'm in jail again. Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But he is, he knows who he is. He Mm -hmm. knows who he is. We, we remind our, we say to our kids, remember who you are and whose you are. And whose you are. Yes. Yeah. Um, His identity is secure. And that's it. That's great, Suzanne. He knows who he belongs to. He knows who he is. He knows his purpose and he knows who he belongs to. So that's a, that's a good point. When you're bringing up identity, that's a big thing for me. It's like when people connect to their identity and who they truly are, who they have been created to be, and they move out of that space, they're extremely powerful. But if they let everyone else identify them by, identify them by social media or all the other other things, or maybe Paul's the fact that he's in prison, if he would have taken up that identity, he loses his power. But Instead, he knows who he is. He stands in his power and he stands in that identity. Um, that's huge to move out. There's tremendous power in that one. And we're Christians. That's, there's a, something in here about, um, okay, here it is in an FYI box. It says, if our, if our salvation depended on anything in us, our position based on any realistic estimate of ourselves, it would be hopeless. Mm-hmm. He knows where he stands, and we know where we stand. We've been saved, and our salvation did not depend on us. It depended on God and God alone, Jesus Christ. I mean, just, it wasn't, we aren't the ones who saved ourselves. And it's so important for us to remember that. So important. I think Paul had a great understanding of that. Remember, he met Jesus after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... He knows Jesus was killed on that cross, that he died on that cross. He meets him when he's resurrected. So he does have a, he's got one little thing over us in that he actually saw <laughs> Jesus in the flesh after he had died and been resurrected. Right. Um, but I think that also solidified him. I, I think that's where, where he comes from. He knows his Savior lives. Absolutely. So, we have to get our brains around that too, our spirit and our heart around that fact. Our Savior lives. Jesus is alive today. He's not, and He's here with us. He's not off someplace. You know, He's not just sitting up there in heaven on a throne watching us down here. He's in us by His Spirit. Um, and so he, that's, He's our, the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's our teacher. He's our strengthener. Um, our comforter. That's Jesus and the person of the Holy Spirit who's doing all that work in each one of us. Um, so I think it's it's important for us to really remember that our Savior lives, you know, and He lives in us and through us. Um, and He does enable, it's Him who enables us to do what we're called to do, not anything in ourselves. Right. You know, He provides all that strength and that power. He even provides the love that we need to love other people with because we all know some people are not very lovable. Um, but he's, he's the one doing that. I can't help but think of Paul saying, Jesus lives in me. And Big Al, he can live in you too. <laughs> I'm in prison. I just can't 
and this thing is, and Big Al, you can have Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just got yeah. a little bit tougher right there. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm so grateful I have God. So there was there was a part where they're talking about um, the greatness of our salvation. It's like justification and kind of went through those. God saves us from the penalty of sin. Those are really important. And sanctification, that always confused me, but I think it's just present time. And it, it says God's saving us from the power of sin. Like currently, he's, we're, he's working that out in us. Mm-hmm. And then glorification, God will save us from the presence of sin. I like this part. Only the gospel will sustain you in great suffering. Preach it to yourself daily. Yeah. Yes, and amen, and fan those flames. Yeah. That was back in yesterday. <laughs> That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah. Who's fanning herself right now? Fanning yourself yeah. with the pages. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, it's, um, I think it's important to note that, like you said, um, I think both Angie and Rosemary, you've mentioned this, but this was um, that the grace was given in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. I yeah, love Terry that. Mentioned that too. Yeah. yeah. Before, and Terry, that, before like mm-hmm. the beginning of time. So we did Genesis. I don't, when did we do Genesis? Maybe huh? two series ago. Yeah. Anyway, we did Genesis yeah. at some point in the yeah. relatively recent. That was last past. semester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it that recently? Time, maybe not beginning, but yeah, it was last semester. Yeah, so Ooh, seems like long. Yes, yeah. it does. Um, so apparently, we did Genesis more recently than I realized. And, <laughs> um, we see at the very beginning of Genesis, which is the very beginning of the Bible, which is the very beginning of God's love story to us, in that um, He was very intentional and. God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit were together as one. And there was this big plan to save us from ourselves because people suck. And so the plan from the very beginning was Jesus. Oh, preach it, Suzanne. Here you go. <laughs> Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Sometimes that word really covers yeah. it all. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's your um, spiritual work for today. People suck. We need Jesus. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy, we're the plan from the go. very beginning. Emails now, boy. Yeah, the plan we're from gonna... the very beginning was Jesus. Yeah. And and yeah. the grace of God through Jesus to save us from ourselves, yeah. um, because we get all kinds of messy and in the way. So from the very beginning and to the very end. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good plan. Yes. Good plan. When when I look Head at that plan, bat, God. I know it's like that is a pretty intricate Attaboy. plan. That's a good one. <laughs> it's like sometimes I wonder, like, why did he even bother making us? I really think that sometimes I go, this might have been a mistake. But I'm no, happy but we're think, here. <laughs> yeah, think how you are you're with your kids. Oh I mean, yeah. No matter what they do, you're not sorry you've got them. You're right. But think if if we could make a plan ourselves to make sure that they overcame every difficulty and everything that happened to them and that would give them um, 
that would really set them up for the rest of, if we could yes. do that, yeah. wouldn't that be what we would do? So of course God did that for us. Wait, mm-hmm. I already did that for my kids. <laughs> no, my plan is Jesus. I'm going to take his yeah. plan and just pray yeah. it over my kids. Just pray it over your kids. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so awesome that he, he wanted us. He, he made us. He knew we were going to mess up, but yeah. he, he and he alone had the ability to rescue us all. And so he put that plan in place, um, just like any good parent would. If, if, if I could, I would. If I could fix everything with my kids, I would fix everything. Right. And, and God, in his mercy, really has fixed everything for all of us. And, and that shows us we don't have to be perfect. Yeah. It's not about being perfect. It's about being loved and being loving loved. him. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Angie. That was helpful. Thanks. Just to piggyback off of that, Angie, think about how different your relationship is now that your kids are adults mm-hmm. and the stuff that you went through and the stuff that you overcame yeah. and the beauty of your relationship now yeah. versus what it was during like the, you know, the terrible twos, the, <laughs> yeah. you know, all of the terrible 16. <laughs> You know, all of those times where you're like, oh, I, I think I really would trade you for a nice set of copper pots and paints. <laughs> that was an option? Yeah. I always told my kids when they were about 13 and 15, I tried to give them up for adoption, but no one would take them. No. <laughs> I used to tell my kids all the time when they were teens, I go, look, I'm going to get a lot smarter when you're 25. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But think about what your relationships are like now. And think about how much God treasures the relationship that we're building with him, with him Yes. and yeah. going through those trials and going through the rebellion and going through all of those things so that he is drawing us closer and closer and closer. Yeah. Where if he had just yeah. said like, okay, I made you, you're with me. It's awesome. Yeah. Boy. And that puts it in perspective, Suzanne, because when I think of, my patience that I needed with my kids, not even close to what God has needed with me. Not even mm-hmm. close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is the grace that is given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Yeah. It's all about love. And has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amen. Yeah. Isn't the definition with grace... Receiving something you don't deserve. Undeserved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mm. ponder on that, will you? Yeah. Terry, you want to close us out today? Sure do. Okay. Lord, we just thank you so much that uh, you had a plan for our salvation before the beginning of time. Just thank you that... um, you put that plan in place for each and every one of us, Lord. And we just pray that um, as we looked at today's study, that we would be brave like Paul and like Rosemary said to preach the gospel, to be bold and share it so strongly that, um, you know, if it were possible, we could be thrown in jail for our bold uh, sharing. And so, Lord, we just um, proclaim the gospel. And what it is right now is that, This is the gospel that God loves us, that you called us, that you sent Christ to die for us because we 
can't pay our own price for our sins and our wrongdoings, and that Christ broke the power of death and by his resurrection. And all we have to do is believe it and receive that for ourselves, Lord. And then we too will have the um, the belief and the knowledge and the assurance that we will be in heaven with with you, Lord. And so I just pray, Father, for everyone that's listening, if they don't know you as their personal Savior, Lord, that they would think about those steps, that they would ask Jesus into their heart, into their lives, Lord, um, as we are bold to preach the gospel to everyone that will listen. We thank you so much for your grand plan. And thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And cut. <laughs> 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 <laughs>